Welcome to Health Club with Julia. I'm your host, health coach, and registered dietitian, Julia Campagna. I'm on a mission to bridge the gap between looking your best and living your life to the fullest. After years of over-dieting, struggling with disordered eating, and destroying my social life, I finally found how to reach my dream physique without sacrificing the things I love. Now I'm sharing all my strategies and education with you. We'll be talking all things health, including hormones, metabolism, and lifestyle to help you cut out the confusion and start living. So get cozy and join the club. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Health Club with Julia podcast. Today's episode hits home a little bit. It definitely pulls on some heartstrings. We're going to be talking about some of the stuff that I resonate with my past. And a quick little like disclaimer, trigger warning for those tuning in. This episode, we will be talking about disordered eating habits, different things uh, with just you know eating disorders in general and food. So if that is a trigger for you, maybe go ahead and skip on past this episode. I definitely do not want to trigger anybody. So if you feel triggered by talking about food and disordered eating habits, please skip on past this one. So just a quick little trigger warning there for anybody tuning in. But if you are tuning into this episode, I am going to kind of break down some signs of, you know, disordered eating that you might not even realize you're doing. And I think that this is important because a lot of the times people do things that are actually disordered just without realizing it. And even like me in my past, I've I've done so many things that during the time I did not know or didn't really realize were necessarily disordered. But looking back, it's just crazy kind of to see how far I've come with those things. And I'm also here to say, you know, I know disordered eating is not one size fits all. I know that for some people, you know, different habits just pertain to their lifestyle and what they enjoy. And so I know that it's not going to be the same for everybody, but there are a lot of sneaky things that people do that they just don't even realize is actually disordered. And there's even a lot of people promoting disordered habits without even knowing it. So for example, there's, you know, some celebrity interviews where they'll, you know, talk about what they eat in a day and, talk about their fad diets or all the things that they restrict or try not to have and you listen to it and you know being on this side and recognizing what is quote-unquote healthy and what could be disordered it's like it's it's really eye-opening to hear these celebrities talk about it and almost like you know not that they're necessarily promoting it they're just talking about their own habits but they have so much influence over a lot of people that you know, when people listen to this and they say, oh, X celebrity is doing that, maybe I should do it. And so it kind of does influence other people to do what they're doing, even if it is disordered. And, you know, at the time that I am recording this, I'm, I'm just thinking now of a, a really good example of this. And I think it was almost a year ago at this point that I'm recording this episode. But for anybody that is in tune with what goes on in like media and celebrity lives. I remember this being a really big thing, at least in like the health nutrition sector that I am so involved in. It was a really big thing because of how 
disordered it was and how it was promoted. So what I'm talking about is I forget what like um what awards it was for. I I don't I don't know if it was the Oscars or just some some awards show, one of those big award show. And Kim Kardashian wore the Marilyn Monroe dress and she lost all this weight to fit in this dress just to fit in this dress mind you like she really just went out there and did all the things only to look a certain way for this dress but you know what it came down to was that she was very very restrictive she pushed herself extremely hard went to extremes with her fitness regimen and it was a very short time frame that she had to do it in order to fit in this dress. And a lot of people were like, wow, she looks so good. What did you do? What are your secrets? And when she, you know, came out and said what she was doing, it was actually really disordered. And so that's a really good example of how even celebrities kind of promote, and even if it is not intentional, they're still influencing other people, even with their disordered habits. So it's just, you know, there's a lot of sneaky things out there, things that celebrities do, things that you might even do yourself that you just don't even recognize. And another example is, for me, you know, something that I vividly remember doing when I was going through my own, you know, issues with food was this concept of brushing my teeth right after dinner. And I don't know where I read it or saw it. It might've been like a blog or Instagram or somewhere, but I saw somebody do this and I was like, oh, let me try that out. And it was like, I didn't realize how disordered it was while I was doing it. But now I'm like, oh my God, like why did I do that back then? Why, why, just why? Why did I do that? And we'll get more into that example in a few minutes. But yeah, so basically without me rambling on too much, as you can tell, I feel very, just a certain way about this topic. And like I already said, it does hit home for me. So I will stop rambling on and I want to go over some different habits that you might be doing that you don't recognize as disordered, but that might actually be disordered habits that you're just kind of trying to mask. And this is not an exhaustive list. There's definitely more I could do. I could probably do a part two, three, even four, honestly, about this. But we will keep it to about five different examples today. Some major ones that I notice people doing. So let's get into those. So the first one that I want to discuss is always saying no when someone asks you to grab food. This one I resonate with so deeply. I remember and any, if, if you knew any of my family members and you wanted to ask them, go for it. Any of my family members, even like my friends would vouch that this was true. Like if somebody asked me to go grab food, I would immediately get so pissed off. I would get so frustrated. I would get so angry. And it was just because they always asked me so late. Like my family eats late. So they would always ask me at like 7 p.m. And I had a hard rule that I could not eat past like 5.30. So that was part of it. But it was also just because I didn't want to uh, quote unquote go off track. And, you know, it's one thing to say no if you're 
you have something going on. Like if you're really trying to save money or you're really busy or you really just don't want to go, that's fine. But it's a different story if you always say no. Check into that a little bit deeper. Why are you always saying no? What's going on? Is it because your relationship with food? Do you not trust yourself? Are you afraid to quote unquote go off track? Do you have certain food rules? Look into that a little bit deeper. And I think that saying no a lot of the times is because people don't really trust themselves being out and or they're afraid to go off track. Maybe they are trying to, you know, lose some weight and they are on a diet and they have this sense of guilt if they eat off of their, you know, meal plan or what they quote unquote should have. And so this desire to lose the weight, be on this diet, makes them feel anxious, stressed when somebody asks them to grab food. And now if you cannot have one or two meals out a week without feeling guilty, we need to have a talk. You should absolutely be able to have one or two meals, even a little bit more if needed, and still be totally fine. I'm here to say that health is not just about eating clean. A big part of health is being social and connecting with other people. And a lot of that a lot of the times that includes food. It's just part of culture. It's part of society. It's part of being social. And if you cannot handle that, then there's a deeper issue going on here. And you absolutely can go out to eat, grab something yummy, and still be on track with your goals, still be healthy. So if you are somebody who always says no when someone asks you to grab food, I really want you to look deeper in yourself and recognize, okay, I said no again. What is actually going on? What are my thoughts? What are my feelings around the situation at hand? And really dive into that a little bit deeper. The second thing I want to discuss is the example that I kind of already gave with myself is this idea of brushing your teeth right after dinner. So when I had read about this, the goal of doing this was to stop yourself from eating anything in general or like having sweets. If you're somebody who craves sweets, it is to stop you from having those things later in the day so that you're more inclined to just like go to bed. The idea is that if you brush your teeth, you are like cleaning and getting ready for bed and you don't want to ruin the cleanliness of your mouth slash also the taste of toothpaste and food if you've ever had food shortly after brushing your teeth, you'll know it does not taste the best. So it's kind of this idea that you are stepping away from food and getting yourself into like winding down mode, getting ready for bed, and you cannot have anything else after that. And so again, if you cannot enjoy something sweet after dinner, we need to talk. You're just depriving yourself of what you actually want, which eventually will backfire on you. A lot of the times when you say, no, you can't have those things, or you are avoiding something that your body is telling you it wants, that's going to have a negative impact later on. Whether that's, you know, maybe you do this all week and 
it's because you have a high sugar craving and so you know you brush your teeth right after dinner so you don't have dessert you do it all week and then the weekend comes and you're like oh it's the weekend let me let me go and get ice cream or you know have all the sweets and it will eventually backfire on you you can only say no to something and avoid the situation so long before it becomes imperative that you need that thing so It will eventually backfire on you if you're doing something like this. I know for me, that is exactly what it did. I would do this literally all week. I would brush my teeth right after dinner. I would just clean up. I literally, this is is me being vulnerable and giving you all of my truth with this certain example. I, so I was in a house that had three floors on it. My room at the time was on the top floor, basically like an attic. So I had to walk up three sets or three flights of stairs to get to my room. So what I would actually do is when I was going to make dinner, I would bring my toothbrush down to the bathroom that was right next to the kitchen on the bottom floor. That's how like desperate I was. It was not good. But I do remember doing this and... On the weekend, then I would, oh, I would go and have sweets until I was sickly full. I'm talking, I would have a banana split sundae, fully loaded with three scoops of ice cream, hot fudge, whipped cream, cherry, banana, all the toppings. And then that would be like with my lunch. And then at dinner, I would go and get something else for dessert. And it was affecting me so poorly in pretty much every area you could think of it affected me and it was just because I was depriving myself of what I actually wanted at the time that I wanted it and so you are not making your body feel safe you're not listening to your hunger cues and those are two really important things number one making your body feel safe is so important. This helps with lowering your stress, lowering inflammation, just a lot of things internally even that helps with. When you feel safe in your body, your body is not trying to fight against you. It it does exactly what it sounds like. It feels safe. It doesn't need to have this fight or flight response with stress because it doesn't feel like it's in danger. So making your body feel safe is really, really big. And also listening to your hunger cues is really important as well, because that's something natural. We are all born with hunger cues. We all, or we are all born with the ability to say, I'm hungry, you know, have different cues to tell us that we're hungry, whether that's our stomach growling or the urge to eat or just the feeling of hunger. You know, we do have all of these cues that tell us that we're hungry. We also have all the cues that tell us that we're full. Satiety, when our stomachs feel full, when we feel satisfied, we have these cues to tell us when we are hungry and full. And those are natural. We all we are all born with that ability. And so if you go against those hunger cues, you're altering your hunger cues. And now that can go for both ways, both sides of the spectrum, whether you are severely restricting and under eating and changing your hunger cues in that way, or going the other way and kind of having these binge episodes and overeating that can also cause you to alter your hunger cues. But all in all, based on this example of, you know, more of that restrictive side you're changing your hunger cues. So eventually you will not be as hungry. Your body will not 
know when to tell you that you're hungry. And so eventually you're going to run into a lot of problems with that as well. So not only are you depriving yourself of what you actually want, you're also not making your body feel safe and you are not listening to your natural hunger cues, two things that are very important. And if you have intense cravings every night, something deeper is probably going on, something like a nutrient deficiency, maybe you're actually just not eating enough and so your body is telling you that it's still hungry. There's a lot of things that could be going on if you have intense hunger cravings or sweet cravings, I should say. Um, A lot of the times that is going to be some sort of uh, nutrition deficiency or even hormonal problems. So there's more than likely something going on deeper that you actually need to figure out and get to the root issue of. So if that is you, again, just depriving yourself of having those things and avoiding that situation of having sweets is just going to make that worse. You should actually try to get to the root cause of why you're having that sensation and figure out what it is so that you don't have these intense sweet cravings and you don't have to go to extremes like brushing your teeth right after dinner to avoid that situation. So that is number two. Let's have a talk if you're doing something like this, if you're avoiding it. It's it's usually something deeper that's going on. And then number three is always saying, I barely ate today when somebody else was talking about food. And this one triggers me, not in the sense that, you know, it's triggering me that I want to go back to disordered behaviors, but it's triggering in the sense that I get so angry when somebody says this. I used to do this all the time. And I feel like people say this as sort of a brag, like, oh, I didn't eat that much. So that means I'm really healthy. And I feel like, you know, we all know what I'm talking about, right? We all know whether that has been you in the past, whether that is somebody else. There's always that person that, you know, when somebody is talking about how hungry they are or what they've had or, you know, what they're going to eat for dinner, there's always somebody that has to interject and say, oh yeah, I didn't eat that much. And whether that's, I didn't eat that much and I'm starving or I barely eat today and I am a goddess, whatever way they are trying to imply that there's always somebody that does that. We all know what I'm talking about. And it almost does come off as somewhat of a brag. And reality is that it's really not cool to brag about not eating. Being healthy is eating. It's a balance of nutrient-rich foods and things that you truly enjoy, but being healthy is eating. Your body needs nutrients to function It needs that to get up in the morning. It needs that to go to work, to have brain power, to perform your job, to do laundry, to do all the things. You need food to be a human. And so eating is healthy. And if you're saying, oh, I barely ate today as a way to brag, it's not cool and you should not go on bragging about that. And Further, if you are not eating to look a certain way or to make it seem like you are above everybody else, you have bigger problems going on that you need to look into and resolve. You definitely have some sort of issue with your relationship with food if you think that, quote unquote, I barely ate today is something that is good, if you think that's something that means that you're healthy, if that makes you feel like you're above everybody else, you have deeper rooted issues that you need to address within yourself. 
that can also make other people feel not necessarily insecure, but maybe insecure or just not at ease with themselves. And you might have felt this, you might not have felt this before when somebody says that, but that can sometimes make other people feel like, okay, this person barely ate today. Maybe I should have a small dinner then. Maybe I shouldn't eat that much. It can cause other people around you to feel less of themselves by you saying that. And so again, this is more of a you problem that you need to resolve and figure out why do I feel like it's a good thing that I barely ate today? And that's definitely something that can be disordered depending on the motive behind that line that you're saying. So definitely check in with yourself if you say those kinds of things. What is the motive behind that? Are you actually really hungry and you're like, I haven't eaten today, I need to eat something? You know, that's a little bit of a different story. But if you're saying that and putting yourself on a pedestal, tap into that a little bit more and and figure out why you feel that way. Number four I want to talk about is eating only while others are eating and stopping when others are done. This also tugs at my heart because I vividly remember this as well as something that I struggled with. You know, I would be out to eat with either friends or family or, you know, even sitting at home. It doesn't have to be out, but I would place my hunger in other people and I would feel sort of ashamed if I continued eating when other people were done. And so I would kind of look around and as I'm eating, I would take my time. I would look at other people. And as soon as one or two people stopped eating, I'd be like, okay, I'm full, even if I wasn't. And so again, this is not listening to your body or your hunger cues, which as I talked about before, we know is not beneficial for us. We have natural hunger cues for a reason. We want to make our body feel safe. And if you're just avoiding what your body is telling you, eventually you will run into negative impacts from that. And if you're worried about what others will think of you if you continue eating, again, we want to tap into that a little bit more. Why are you worried about what other people think of you if you continue eating? And I think a really good thing to think about in this situation is you know, your food habits with this one meal that you're eating does not tell a whole story. For example, maybe you didn't eat much earlier in the day and you are really hungry because you were super busy, you didn't get to have a full breakfast and so you're hungry now. Or maybe the other people at the table did have a really big breakfast or lunch and maybe they just had lunch, you know, a couple hours before dinner, like an hour before dinner. And so they're kind of full and maybe they don't feel the need to eat a full meal. Maybe you had a really hard workout and you're feeling hungrier because the amount of energy you put into that workout and the energy that you expended, it's making you feel a lot hungrier. So those are just examples, but how hungry you are in that meal does not tell a whole story and nobody is sitting there judging you for continuing to eat. And so if you are placing just this value in how much you eat versus other people, that can be really disordered and you're focusing on too much about what other people are thinking about you and the value of food with your hunger cues. So all in all with this one, make sure that you are just listening to your body. If you are hungry, eat. If you are feeling full, stop eating. 
but don't just stop because other people around you are stopping. And also side note on this too that I'm just thinking of, if you are somebody who does stop eating when other people stop eating, even if you are still hungry, that can impact you a couple hours later. So maybe you stop eating because everybody else around you stopped eating, but you're still kind of hungry. You're not really full yet, but you don't want to be judged or you're worried or you're worried about what other people will think of you. So you stop eating and then you go home and, you know, two, three hours later, you're starving. And so you binge out on all these snacks and whatever you can get your hands on because you are still really hungry at that time. So all in all, it can have a negative impact on you as well. So this can be definitely a sneaky one that you might not recognize you're doing, but the biggest thing here is to just be mindful around your food and listen to your body and your hunger cues while you are eating. And then the fifth and final one that I want to talk about is working out until X amount of calories are burned on your watch. Now, this goes hand in hand with your relationship with exercise, but it can also be a form of, you know, disordered habits, eating habits as well. So you put a lot of emphasis on your watch. And the problem with that is that your watch is not accurate. It does not tell you how much you are burning. It will give you a number, but I can guarantee you that number is definitely not accurate. So while you're stressed about, you know, burning 500 calories in your workout, reality is even if your watch says 500, you might actually be way off from that. And so you'll run into problems too when, you know, even if you are really tired, if you finish your whole workout, you didn't hit those numbers though, you're pushing your body way past its comfort zone and you are over-exercising just to hit a certain number. And I'm going to be honest with you, your workout is about 5% of your energy burn for the whole day. It makes up, honestly, the least amount of energy burn in your day. So putting that into the bigger picture, where our energy burn mostly comes from is just by living, by keeping our vital organs working, keeping our blood pumping, heart beating, lungs working, a brain functioning, those kind of things are what make up the largest part of our energy burn during the day. The second largest part is the digestion process. So you eat food, you got to digest it, absorb it, move it around in the body, excrete it, all that stuff. That whole process is the second largest. The third largest part of your energy burn is from your non-exercise activities. So the things that you do during the day that are not planned exercise, think Things like fidgeting and doing your laundry and walking up and down your stairs in your house, like all of those things that are not planned exercise that makes up the third largest part. And then the fourth biggest part, and well, really the smallest part is your actual activity. So you are again putting way too much emphasis on what your watch says when in reality the workout that you're doing to hit those numbers is the smallest portion of your energy burn during the day you think that that is going to help you lose weight you know if i hit x amount of numbers on my watch i'm gonna lose all this weight but what's important to remember is that if you're inconsistent with the other areas you're not going to see the results that you want anyway the other things are really important so moving around during the day and your nutrition habits and all these other things, your sleep, your stress, these are really important and what's going to help you lose the weight more than just burning X amount of calories on your watch. And if you feel less about yourself, if you do not reach those targets, 
we need to have a talk. We need to have a deeper talk. Why do you feel like there's so much emphasis on this number? Let's discuss that a little bit further because number one, like I said, it's very inaccurate, that number. Number two, it is really insignificant in the goals that you have. So that can also lead to, and why I put it on this list, is that it can really lead to disordered eating habits as well. And I guess just dis- disordered habits in general, if you are putting so much emphasis on a number, it's something that you might not recognize as disordered, but can be really, really disordered in your daily habits. So that is number five. And that concludes the list that I want to talk about today. Again, this is non-exhaustive. I could put so many more things on this list. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want me to do another one like this, I can do a part two, part three. Just let me know if you enjoyed this one. And I will definitely talk about more examples. But that does wrap up this episode. If you are somebody who is experiencing any of the things that I mentioned please reach out to me on Instagram. I am here to be a support system for you. I am here to just talk through those situations. I know what it feels like to be in that place because I pretty much did all of the things on this list. And I also know what it feels like to be on the other side of it now without all of these disordered habits and how freeing and good it feels without doing these things. So I've been on both ends of the spectrum and I would love to help guide you on what's going on and kind of talk about it a little bit deeper. So if you are somebody who experiences this or maybe you're not, but maybe you know somebody who does, send them over this podcast episode, have them listen to it. And again, I am always here for you for support. You can always reach out to me if you want to just talk about something or if you want any help. But that does conclude today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed this one and stay tuned for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Health Club with Julia podcast. If you love the episode, share the podcast and tag me and subscribe so you don't miss any further episodes. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM. Thanks for being a part of the club. See you next time.